looks like we are there. Good morning, Sheila. How are you today? Good morning, Wayne. I'm excellent. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. And welcome and good morning and hello, good afternoon to our listeners who's out there in the listening community. This is 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And we are talking about listen today. Wow, listen. We are here to talk about skills that we have learned, forgotten, and or totally abandoned. And without further ado, we will go into listen. Sheila, listen. What a, what a great word, huh? It really is. I, I, I love it when we select a word or a word is selected for us and we listen to that feedback and then do some research because diving deep into a topic um, just brings out so many more good questions. It, and listen is such an interesting word because there's so many avenues and so many perspectives that listen branches off into or mm-hmm. you can concentrate on. Um, it's amazing. And hopefully we'll touch base with all of those as we go through today in our 27 minutes with Sheila and Wayne. <laughs> and to, le- to learn more about Wayne, you can go to mindsinking.com. And while you're there, you can hit the little link button that says join the What's on Your Mind community. And if you want to send me some questions, comments, or feedback, my email address is wayne at mindsinking.com. And Sheila, how can they contact you? Wayne, you're going to be delighted to know I finally have a website. And Yay! it is zekeandsheila.com. And Zeke is my golden retriever. So it's mostly got pictures of golden retriever puppies. And how do I spell Zeke? Z-E-K-E? Z-E-K-E and Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A. Dot com? Dot com. Dot com. All right. I have that in my notes. Zekeandsheila.com. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So listen. Um would you like to start us off with talking about listen or you know there are four things that I wanted to be sure we covered today about listening and so I will give you those four things and then if you've got a list I'd love to hear yours as well but the first thing is there is an official world listening day which is July 18th who knew wow and uh yeah so you can learn about that if you google it but mostly it was started by a Canadian musician and uh of course the idea is to listen to the world but i think that you can expand on anything when you're trying to talk less and listen more so another one is the difference between hearing and listening because sometimes we're not interested in actually listening but we still go through the hearing process another point is listening versus workplace listening which can be different Another one is how to handle it when you're too busy to listen because listening does take effort and time. And then finally, a point I thought was really important is listening to your body. So, and I know that's not necessarily work-related, but it is certainly life-related and important. So have you, how about you? What are some of the uh, thoughts and ideas you came up with on the topic? You are going to not believe this. No, same exact You're going to think I looked over <laughs> your shoulder. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Even though we are separated, I have... Listen versus hearing. Okay. I have listening at work, listening (laughs) at play, listening at home. Okay. Great. (laughs) And the other one I have is listening to my body. No way. It's an example. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Great. All right. So let's just dive deep. What do you think? Okay. Since both of us talked about hearing versus listening, let's start there. What would you come up with? You know, uh, listening, anyone who's taken an intro business course or psychology courses knows that uh, you have to listen to succeed in your career. You have to uh, 
actually go through the process. But in, in truth, life is so busy that we don't actually take time to do what it takes to listen, to hear someone other's opinion, uh, to to want to understand what they're saying. We're so, sometimes there's so much noise in our head that we take time to hear, but we don't absorb it. We don't pay attention to it. Therefore, nothing really concrete changes or is accomplished in the conversation. I like that. Yes. And my thoughts on hearing versus listening was hearing is not actively Mm -hmm. listening because we hear things all the time. We hear the cars screeching. We hear a car horn. We hear an airplane go overhead. We hear thunder. We hear clapping. We hear children playing. But that's just hearing. Um, It's it's on all the time. It's automatic. As you said, there's noise just in the background. Mm. Listening is actively seeking out something that you want to hear. Listening is, and and I went to the net because I said, wow, I'm not a bird watcher and I don't profess to be, Mm -hmm. but I said, I wanted to find out if I'm listening for a particular bird. So I went on there and I said, listen for birds. And it came up with the Northern Cardinal calling. Mm. And I I know that sound because I live in Virginia and I've heard that sound before. And so I said, okay, great. So I'm hearing birds chirping all around me, but I'm listening for that one definitive sound of the Cardinal, the Northern Cardinal calling. And I heard it. And that's to me is amazing because, as you said, at work, if we're just listening to everything around us, all that white noise, all that just noise, right? We don't hear particularly the things that we're looking for. Much to a point, I used to use an example all the time. Um, have you ever had that? I, I would ask my audience, raise your hand if you have that person at work or that friend at home or whomever, that as soon as you see him or her coming, you go, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> this, this is going to be one of those 15-minute diatribes of, oh, poor me, woe is me. And you just say, oh, I'm stuck. I can't get away from them. And they show up. And, you know, I look out in the audience, and there's lots of hands out there, and we're all laughing. laughing. And I said, however, if we're at work, and we are the boss, and we see that person coming at us, we have to listen. We've got to hear them out because although it might, be job. The, it might be the same humdrum, woe is me, at some point in time, they may say something different. And if we're not listening, we will miss that. And we so, will miss the point. And I said, so li- hearing versus listening, listening is active, actively seeking out that one thing, while hearing is just, it's just automatic. It's on all the time. That's that's what I dug in there and came out with, and, right. and that's why I had that on my list. <laughs> you know, I've been in a situation too, uh, kind of like a mediator situation, if if you will, where the the um, person doing the facilitating set as the goal or expectation that we would come away from it learning something more about ourselves in this case, and I thought that was such a powerful tool because it forces you to really forced me, I should say, to really pay attention to what the other person is saying without defensiveness to try to actually find that nugget I didn't know about myself, even if it was something I didn't like about myself. Usually that, that's why I don't listen very closely because I don't want to hear that stuff. 
Absolutely. So, and so there is a difference. There is. And and I would suggest to all of my all of the individuals that I interacted with when I was out in front of them speaking, presenting, teaching, or whatever I was doing, I would say, when that person, when people come into your space, and I'm I don't care where that space is, it could be your home, it could be the the cafeteria, it could be a restaurant, work in the office, it doesn't matter. You need to put aside everything else that you have that's sensory overload and pay attention to that particular person because they're the most important person at that particular time talking to you. So get rid of the cell phones, get rid of the walkie-talkies, get rid of the iPads, turn the computer around, whatever, and just put your attention directly to them. Because I'm sure you, just like me, have talked to people and they're busy texting or whatever, and they're yes. saying they're engaged in the conversation, right. but you don't feel engaged, do you? Right, right. And so I want them to, it's not about them, it's about me feeling that you're communicating with me, that you're listening to me. Um, you might be able to multitask. My, my wife says I can't multitask because I'm a guy, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, I'm not going to argue with her. <laughs> and, but but if you're multitasking, I don't think you're listening to me. No. And, I, and I take that as a, you, you're not listening, you've tuned me out already. You know, research would back you up that on that too. That they, they really we're just fooling ourselves if we think that we're successfully multitasking. Even okay. the women. <laughs> okay. Now, I I I always have this, and and I like to do this. This is a little exercise. And Sheila, I, I apologize up front. I'm going to ask you to participate in with me here. All right. And knowing you, I know what your real answers would be, but I'm going to try and and put a little bit of pressure on you. So I'm gonna ask you, may I, first of all, may I do this with you? Yes, I trust you. Okay, great, thank you. I'm going to ask you three, I'm gonna ask you some questions. And I'm going to ask you to spell the answers to those questions, but I want you to do it fast. As soon as I ask the question, just go ahead and spell the word. All right. Um, can you do that for me? <laughs> I don't know, we'll have to see, give me a try. <laughs> Okay. All right. So as soon as I ask the question, just go ahead and spell the word. Okay. All right. All right. So I want you to spell pop. P-O-P. -P. Spell mop. M-O-P. Spell top. T-O-P. What do you do when you come to a green light? S-T-O-P. Oh, doggone it. I've heard See? that before. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker. <laughs> I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> And, and you know what? You're not by yourself. I do it too. Um, but most of the time, 90% of the individuals who I'm doing this in front of, they all say STOP. Yep. And that says they weren't listening. Right. They were hearing. And they already went into the routine, the spacing, the pacing, if you will, and they knew what was going to follow. So they had already zoned me out and they were just responding to what they heard. Well, and the truth of the matter is that life does have pressure, especially in certain circumstances. And so even the most well-intended person is going to be reacting to the pressure uh, primarily before actually thinking or listening. Exactly. So we need to stop, step back, take a deep breath, and we need to really listen. We need to actively listen to what is coming at us. Um, is, 
you know, it is <laughs> my wife says I speak with tone. Uh oh, I didn't know I had tone, Ooh. but okay. Ooh, yes. And I, I've talked to other friends, and they realize they have tone too because their their significant others have told them they have tone. <laughs> so, so I I didn't know what tone was, so I tried to ooh, I tried to put the tone away. But we have to stop. We have to listen. We've got to get rid of all that, as you said, noise in our head. And we've mm. got to actively be engaged or like our last podcast, we need to actively be involved mm. with the other individual or group and listen to what they're saying. Um, the, the old saying, we have two ears and one mouth. We should be listening twice as long as, or twice as hard as we speak. Um, right. Then we speak. Um, so it, it's, I, listening is such a powerful tool, and it's really a secret about having a positive relationship, positive um, work environment, because if, if you listen correctly, if you listen attentively, if you listen actively, you will hear the promises, the solutions, the recommendations, but if you don't hear those things Everyone just continues to spin their wheels and be mad at each other, and you get nowhere. You don't take that first step because you don't know where you're going. Anyway, you are, you are listening to Wayne and Sheila on 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And again, we're here to talk about skills that we have learned, some we have forgotten, and some that we have totally abandoned. And listening is one of those skills. Listening is, is part of that communicative process that um, is on the other side. And so listening versus workplace, what what you have for us there, Sheila? So I think it's easier when you focus on something specific like a workplace listening to recognize that the goal is to um, facilitate communication in order to improve, a, in, in order to approach a goal, a common goal. So, um, but it doesn't denote the or or deny the importance of listening in relationships. I'm not sure on any given day which is more crucial in especially when you work with your spouse. So that's a whole different story. But uh, so those are some of the thoughts, worker satisfaction, organizational effectiveness, career success. Those are some of the things that pop up when you talk about the critical aspect of listening in the workplace. You've already mentioned a few. Uh, problem solu solutions coming through. And, so. and if you, it, uh, and again, it, I like the fact that we're talking about verbs. I like the fact that we're talking about verbs in the workplace, in life, in relationships with our significant others, our bosses, our followers, our spouses, whomever. I like the fact that we are be able to, we are able to intertwine all of these verbs together going back to involve, going back to believe, going back to those those words we've already talked about, those verbs we've already talked about, because listening is such an important part of being involved. We talked about last week, if you're involved in the organization, then you probably have a good feel as to morale, if morale is up or if morale is down. Mm. If you're involved in the organization and you understand that there is a mor morale problem, if you listen, you will find out what those problems are. You don't have to ask. I, I'm not sure about you, but I've gone to many airports. I've worked in many places, many spaces, 
And around the water fountain, around the, the hub of where people congregate and just kind of talk, you hear so many secrets about, mm. about what's going on. Oh, did you know what he said? Did you know what she said? Oh, they did this to me. Oh, and it's, it's mind-boggling to me that individuals will just recant all of their problems, just put it out there in, in front of everybody, or at least in front of me. And I'm, I shouldn't even be hearing this. I shouldn't be listening to this. But around the water fountain, around the water, coo- water cooler, the break rooms, the, the hubs where people conglomerate, I get so much information. It's incredible. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I hear things. So I listen. And as I listen, I can then take some of those things back to whom I need to and address them and say, we have a problem. Or we don't have a problem. We have hired or we have promoted possibly the wrong person. Because, mm, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's incredible. The, the things you can hear in, in the hallways. I, I like the adage, if walls could talk. <laughs> right. We would hear lots of things going on. You know, so I would say not so much in men's room, but similar experience in women's bathrooms. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. <laughs> there can be a lot of chatter going on. All right. And and listening to your body, what is that all about? Well, Wayne, I'm a cancer survivor. And so um, I had to learn the hard way that I had to pay attention when changes happen, when uh, subtle things are going on, um, because that can be an indicator of a cancer returning or um, something along those lines. But I I used to take for granted my health. And so now I know I can't. Uh, And not that I'm sick now or have had any continuing problems. I just have learned that I have to pay attention. Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you are a cancer survivor. Thank you. Congratulations. And I I pray that you continue to have that that success with with your life. Yes, absolutely. you said that you're a cancer survivor and we hear all the time of individuals who are out there suffering and yet we don't know that they're suffering Mm. um, because they, they mask it very well. They hide it very well, or they just are very private individuals. And again, that goes back to, to listening. Um, We can, I, I think you can see body language, so listening to body language, I'm going to say not just listening to my or listening to the body, not just listening to my body, but right. listening, listening to the body language of others yes. can help us conclude, maybe incorrectly sometimes, maybe correctly, that there's something going on. And sometimes it is really kind of, I, I know this has happened to me. I've seen other people do this masterfully. Now, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm, I'm not a sociologist. So I don't, I don't know those things. And, and you probably are much more in tune to that than I. But I have seen people masterfully maneuver individuals and be able to detach them from the group and say, hey, can, can we step over here where mm. it's a little bit more um, quiet, where it's a little bit more private. And, and, and can you tell me what's going on? How can I help you? And you know what I, I have seen? It's like the, what, the weight of the world has dropped off of that person's shoulders because they had this burden that they wanted to bear, but they couldn't bear it because they were either confused, didn't know enough about it, or scared. And somebody is actually willing to listen to them and 
I, I, sometimes I saw the tears coming. Sometimes I just saw the body just almost say like, thank you. And it's, it's just wonderful. We have to listen to other people's bodies. We have to listen to our body. And athletes do this all the time. They know when their knee hurts. Right. And, they, and they know what's wrong and they can tell the docs exactly or the, or the, or the therapist exactly what's wrong with their body. Um, they are so attuned to their bodies. I think we should be able to do that in the workplace as well. I, what do you think? No, I, I totally get it. There's something very powerful about actually hearing someone. And, you know, Wayne, that reminds me of one of the challenges that I have certainly had and that I've been reading about is a problem in our culture. And that is that we are so quick to show empathy when someone is talking about their issue that we jump in and tell, oh, I have a story like that in my life, rather than actually stopping to just listen to the person's whole story. And and uh, we, we kind of cut them off at the knees sometimes when we're trying to identify and show that we're in sync with each other um, by not giving them the opportunity to, to fully say what's going on and to be heard. And you are so right. Many times people do that and the person that they're talking to that wants to the person that wants to say this is what's going on and all of a sudden somebody jumps on the bandwagon oh yeah i remember that because there are times when i had yeah. and it it makes them mad and it's, it, it it jerks you to a halt in your story for sure absolutely and you don't want to say anything else after that because it's not about you right. it's about me Right, right. You asked me about me, and now I'm hearing about you. I don't care about you at this moment. <laughs> if, I think it's a real. I think it's a real issue in our culture. I, I think you're right, <laughs> and well intended, and well intended to start with. Now, I was in. I was in the medical profession for a while. I was a surgical technician, and working in the ER a lot, working in the OR a lot. Um, you, you learn, you see, you watch the professionals, the doctors, the nurses, and other individuals around you um, get the histories of the individuals or, or find out, you know, the old adage, where does it hurt? And it's, it is telling how doctors, nurses, other technicians can pull information out of individuals and you think, wow, how did you get that? How did you know that? Because that wasn't written in the chart. That wasn't what they said when they brought them in. Um, it, we went from a hurt leg to, you know, this this thing over here that's constantly annoying me on my shoulder. And maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. <clears throat> but the doctors, the nurses can feel or get the whole or the total picture, if you will, as opposed to just where we think it's supposed to be hurting. Well, you know, there's this knife in my back that you guys totally missed because <laughs> you're working on my left foot. <laughs> That's a skillful physician because they are also under time constraints so many times. And so um, ha have to take things, sometimes are tempted to take things at face value, but that that's not a good diagnostician. Absolutely. So at work, if we incorporate that at work, um, bringing somebody in or, or talking to someone and finding, knowing that there's a problem let's say there's a problem with the delivery. And so a delivery of wood, so to speak, there was a hurricane in, in Florida and it disrupted the supply line. So we couldn't get the wood shipped over here. And the individual that we're talking to, who's the project manager on that is, has been telling everybody, this is not the problem. It's not the wood. 
The problem is we don't have a schedule of individuals for when things are happening and when things do take place. So even if the woods showed up, we don't have anything to do with it or anybody to work with it because we're not going to schedule anybody here because you guys have them going to project A, B, C, D, and E, and the wood is not the issue. It's the people is the issue, which brings me to another point. Yes. I heard on the radio many years ago in a city that I lived in where there was a drive-by shooting at a school. The school said, oh, wow, we had a drive-by shooting. And the news was out there. The police were out there. Paramedics were out there. And the newsreel, the newscasters were going around and talking to some of the students. And they were saying, wow, what, what's going on here? And the students were saying this was a gang-related drive-by shooting. The administrators of the school got on the microphones with the news commentators and said, no, this was not gang-related. This is not gang-related. The police are saying, no, we don't think this is gang-related. We think this is a, a, a one-time thing, just a random shooting. And the kids are saying, no, that's not true. This was a drive, this was a gang-related drive-by shooting. We know the individual, we know the people who were involved, we know the beef, we heard the words. This was this was absolutely a gang thing. And I think I'm just speculating. Okay. The administrators, the school did not want it to be note or, or notarized as a gang event because they want to keep funds, money coming into the school. They want people to come to their cities to live and, and, and go to the school because this is a great school. And if we have a incident that people think, oh, oh this is a gang-related incident, um, there could be more, we're not going to move to that area, they could lose money, they could lose funding, they could do whatever. They were trying to protect their I'm going to say position in the hierarchy of schools, getting money, getting good mm. families to come to that area. And it reminded me of individuals who talk in the workspaces, in professional buildings, in the government, in it doesn't matter where, about sexual harassment going on, mm. sexual abuse and everybody around them but them are saying, no, it wasn't that, it was this. And lawyers are getting people to cop plea deals on a lesser crime, lesser charge. And so it kind of gets all muddled and muddy. And all of a sudden, no, there was no sexual assault. There was no sexual harassment going on here. There was, there was only this. No, if we listen to listen to what the individuals are saying, it absolutely is sexual harassment it absolutely is sexual abuse and we should be dealing with that not trying to find other things that would lessen that and say this is not happening like we're sticking our head in the sand uh, like an ostrich I you, you know I'm sorry to interrupt you but I think that really goes back to 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 having the agenda self-agenda of wanting to learn something from the conversation rather than wanting to just superimpose my opinion on the outcome Agreed. And I just looked up, and you're not going to know what time it is. <laughs> wow. Each <laughs> week it gets faster. It does. You've been listening to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. Um, you can find me at 
mindsinking.com. You can email me at wayne at mindsinking.com. You can find Sheila at zekeandsheila.com. And you can email Sheila at smcfb99 at yahoo.com. Sheila, it's been great. Would you please take us home? I will. Thank you, everybody who's listening to us. We welcome your feedback through either of those channels. And it all comes down, as we always say, to relationships and verbs. Have a good week. Carry on. Listen well. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you.